Welcome everybody to Wrestling with Stooges. I am your host, Oscar Rendon, and joining me as always, the one, the only, the most feared man in all of podcasting, Tim Roth. Tim, how you doing? Oh man, I can see the fear in your eyes looking at me right now. Oh, oh I'm afraid, dude. I'm afraid. Shaking in your boots. I'm so afraid right now. I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're gonna put me through this bench. All these other podcasters don't even know. They don't know, man. They don't know what you know. They don't know what you know about me that I know about you. And I know a lot. And I know that you know a lot. I know a lot about knowing. <laughs> oh man, dude, what a week! What a week since Punk's debut. I feel like this whole episode is gonna be. Centered around punk. Punk is the is the nucleus that's gonna hold this episode. Can I just say like I'm still on a high from last yeah. week from him. I'm still on a high too. Like I've been going back and watching it throughout the week, like just his debut. And like I just I still even after a week, I still can't get enough of it. Yeah. No, I can't I can't get enough of it either. And let's let's just go straight to Monday Night Raw. CM Punk's first Monday Night Raw in almost ten years. And when you talk about controversy, when you talk about divisiveness, they should put CM Punk's face in that, in that dictionary for, div- for divisiveness, for controversy, because even when he cuts a promo that, that, that is, is, as some people would say, safe, a safe promo, uh, it gets the world talking. It gets everybody talking. Um, people are already saying that WWE fumbled CM Punk's return that they fumbled CM Punk and I'm in my mind I'm thinking no they didn't fumble if anything uh they they played it smart they left you wanting more and and you're gonna get more and it's gonna take a bit and I think it I think the moment CM Punk arrived to WWE this is CM Punk the character this isn't CM Punk the person now, right now, we're seeing CM Punk the, the character, and maybe there's a little bit of a fill in in that promo, but for the most part, that was CM Punk the character. And I think, uh, I think everybody's takes some valid. Uh, I've heard, I've heard people say that it should have started the show. I believe it should have started the show. In my in my opinion, I don't think they should have waited that long till hour till the very end of the show to to have him come out. I would have had him out immediately. Uh, so that's the one criticism I will agree with is that they should have had him start the show. Um, but overall, the promo itself, it did a lot. That promo did a lot, and people aren't recognizing it. And I think people wanted, people wanted blood, basically, in that promo. People wanted CM Punk to mention AEW. People wanted CM Punk to, to basically bury AEW. AEW fans wanted CM Punk to bury AEW. That's basically what it is. Because if you're a WWE fan, you, you don't know about AEW or you don't give a fuck about AEW. And if you're WWE, guess what? We don't mention AEW. Nah, nah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a fact of life. That's just a fact of life. As a, as a smart man once said, nah, nah. <laughs> we, don't yeah. men- we don't mention AEW in here. Um, <laughs> the only time AEW has ever been mentioned is in the Roman Reigns Cody build up to Mania, and that was it was very brief. It, it didn't even say AEW. And uh, I think, I think if you're WWE, yeah, you don't know, you don't ever mention AEW. You don't need to. You're the number one company in the world. Like at this point, like AEW is self destructing on on their own. They don't, they don't, 
They don't need your help. No. <laughs> They're doing a great job killing themselves slowly. They're pulling their own plug right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Phil pulling his own plug. <laughs> He's in the bed. Uh, it's, I think, uh, the, the promo was perfect. And, and by perfect, I mean, I don't mean it was great. I don't mean that it was good. I don't mean it was bad. I just think it was the perfect promo for CM Punk's first night back as a member of the WWE roster and that he said, I'm home, I've changed, but that I've changed, it's, there's, there's two meanings to it. The meaning is, yes, he has changed from 2014, but also, it's also, uh, I, I feel like that, those two words, I've changed, is uh, purposeful because it's supposed to create an angle with Seth. And I think when you hear it, I think everybody, this is the funny thing. When I've listened to all these other podcasts, they said, I've changed from when? From two months ago, four months ago? I'm like, guys, exactly. Seth called him a hypocrite before, um, before he came out. And then you have him come out after Seth says that. And he says, I've changed. Of course he hasn't changed from the last time we saw him in a, in a ring from three months ago, but that's the whole point. He's already, you know, he's already leaving breadcrumbs, dude. He's already saying, hey, look, I've changed, and Seth Rollins is going to be the guy like, hold up a minute. You've changed? <laughs> like, it's, it's so perfect that people who are already like, on YouTube and on, on podcast, you know, yelling about like, WWE fumbled CM Punk's return. It's like, no, like, they, it was a master class in how to say a lot with, a, with little time. It was it was perfect. It was to the point. It was you know CM Punk even acknowledging. Look, everybody loves me. They I got so much hugs in the back and kisses, you know. And maybe not everybody loves me though. And then um, talking about a wise man, he's setting up future. He's set, dude. He's setting up future feuds, and we're all trying to fucking be like, or not all of us, but like a lot of people are all are all trying to be like, this is PG Punk. PG, they turn him into PG. Like, guys, you guys are idiots. This is on purpose. All of this is on purpose. PG Punk, quote unquote PG Punk, that's on purpose. Just wait until he gets into his first program where he actually has someone to unleash the, the, the what's, what's, what was it? The pipe bomb punk. Give it time. I feel like you want him to bust his load all in one night. <laughs> he's, he's not a, a two-pump chump, you know? <laughs> it's not how he rolls. Dude, so, like, he literally took the words right out of my mouth. Like, we're thinking the same way here because as far as the promo in general goes, like, I was kind of indifferent on it. Um, first of all, I agree because, like, I don't know, we waited three hours for that. And, like, I thought maybe he was going to get a little more time. But when he came out and spoke the words that he spoke, like you said, he was kind of, he was in character. Like, that wasn't CM Punk talking as Phil Brooks. When he said that he was home and that he he has changed, like, even as a CM Punk fan, like, I wasn't buying it. (laughs) I wasn't buying it. Like, you could just, like, tell the way he was delivering it. Like, Phil Brooks wouldn't have said that. Like, Sure, maybe deep down he maybe he might think that this is where he w- would have ended up back uh, after all these years, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is just starting a program with Seth, 
because as you said, Seth came out earlier, called him a hypocrite. Everything Punk said at the end of the show was he was coming off as a hypocrite, in my opinion. Like even as a CM Punk fan, as much as I love CM Punk, because I went back and watched it a couple times, and I just I don't know. It was the way that he delivered the promo, like. And then I read all the comments, like, this is a WWE manuf- manufactured promo. This is PG Punk. And after watching it a few times, I was like, I understand why it was delivered the way it was delivered and why the promo came off the way it did. You don't want to throw everything, because I was expecting somewhat of a pipe bomb promo, something that you would have normally seen from CM Punk. Yeah. But he came out, and it was anything other than a CM Punk promo, I guess you could say. Um, I think they just want to ease him back into uh, the WWE and kind of start fresh. Like yeah. I don't think they wanted to throw him out there. And, you know, I think there was an NDA signed between him and AEW where he can't speak about them and they can't speak about him. Yeah. So, um, plus... I don't think that's the way to go. I think speaking about the other company, especially for WWE, is below them. So I don't. I think Punk just wants to put that in his rearview mirror and move on. So after watching it a few times, like I get it, I got it. I was like, this makes sense. They're the wise man looking into the camera and saying, "Well, not everybody's happy to see me." It was all directed at Seth Rollins. Yeah, and. <clears throat> Like I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Cause I mean, in my opinion, that's that's night one of WrestleMania main event. Yeah, and, and that's to me the the funniest thing about it all is that uh you know, ev- like everybody's trying to dissect it, and like even like wrestlers are trying to like you know uh, like I feel like if you're a wrestler, I feel like you you kind of got it. If you're a non-wrestler, that's what I've noticed in a lot of these shows is that like the non-wrestlers, the like the people that are just, you know, kind of like you and me, they wanted more, you know? <laughs> we get <laughs> someone's someone's beating on the door. Someone's knocking down those doors. Um but um uh they wanted more and <laughs> But uh, but yeah, everybody was expecting uh, pipe bomb promo, and when when you're when you're WWE, you don't need the pipe bomb promo. I feel like we'll get a pipe bomb promo. We'll we'll, we'll you know at some point in the CM Punk Seth feud, we'll get something close to like a pipe bomb, you know, and it's I think. When you're WWE, you don't need it, at least not now. And you you want to have the audience kind of question whether or not CM Punk has really changed, whether or not CM Punk is going to, like, storyline-wise, be an issue, you know? And I think, I think CM Punk played it perfectly. I think even though his, his time was cut short by, like, a couple minutes, I think... The gist of what he said was perfect to the point, and the, you know the last words. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. You know that last those last that last sentence kind of encapsulates. Oh shit! 
what CM Punk are we getting? You know, because he, he said all these things. And then at the very end, he's like, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So I think everybody on the internet that's like, this is PG Punk. This is uh, this was a safe promo that this is, uh, that you know, WWE fumbled CM Punk's return. Y'all being played, dude. Y'all being played. Because guess what? CM Punk, no, no. Seth Rollins is going to reference this promo. Seth Rollins, whenever that feud starts to happen, is going to reference this promo. If I know Triple H, and when I say I know Triple H, by that I mean his booking style. I met him once. So Yeah, you met him <laughs> once. Everything's on the table. Everything, everything Seth and Punk have ever said to each other, whether it was on the old, what was it called, like backstage um, FS1 show that CM Punk did for like a couple months to, you know, when CM Punk went down to NXT, everything is on the table. Everything is on the table. And Seth is going to bring up this promo like, hey, like you said, you changed. Those two words are going to be the words that Seth Rollins harkens back to whenever the Seth Punk feud starts and everybody everybody right now is losing their minds like oh wwe they already fucked it up and i'm just like i'm just sitting back going like you idiots fell for it because because what are you talking about right now it's been a week and people are still talking about this promo it's been a week and everybody has given their two cents about this promo except for us because we had to wait because we know as always you always got to give things a couple days to marinate and you know that first day Monday, when I watched the promo, my initial thoughts were, I wanted more. That second day, I watched it over again. I was like, I wanted more. That third day, Wednesday, I watched it. I'm like, ah, I wanted more. You know why? Because WWE knows that you want more. And they're going to give it to you. They're going to feed it to you slowly, you know? And to me... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we're too smart for the for the <laughs> for the internet for the wrestling internet community, whatever. Because everybody they react so irrationally, and especially with CM Punk, everyone's like people that hated CM Punk are are also saying that WWE fumbled the the return that uh, WWE shouldn't sign shouldn't have signed him. Guess what? WWE and CM Punk have been at the tip of people's tongues for the for over a week now. Seven, eight days now. Eight days. You know what's amazing is that they've been treating CM Punk like he's like a king. As soon as he came back, what did WWE do? They made the cover photo of him <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. They made uh, they advertised him throughout the whole show of Mon- uh, of Raw and uh, showed a backstage. Um, it was like a second of him of his own locker room. Like it's just it's just crazy to me, dude. It still blows my mind, like what we're seeing right now. Yeah. And also, the realest thing that he said in that promo was what he said off camera was, "I'm not. I'm here to make money, not friends." Yeah. And which is funny because before he said that, he was talking about how everybody was happy to see him and it was a big family reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what? Um. So yeah, man, uh, they're slow cooking this for sure. The Seth Rollins feud. I think we also don't really know what his schedule is. Like yeah, we know he's going to be on SmackDown next week, but we don't know if he's going to be on Monday Night Raw. So we don't know what's going to happen if he's going to be on every week. 
So I'm I'm really interested to see where they go from here. And I can be patient. You can be patient. We're just they're just wanting us to look forward to more stuff. So slow cook it as long as you have to. Yeah. Heading into WrestleMania season. <clears throat> that's I mean, that's what I'm I'm thinking and that's what I want it to be. Um you know, I don't want it I don't want people I don't want WWE to rush him into something and then it doesn't work out. And when you look at it, it all happened so quickly, him signing with WWE and them getting everything together that they really haven't planned anything for him. Like this isn't like a oh, we've been talking for a month. We're we're trying to figure out how to factor him in to what what's going on right now. I think right now, I think we're getting the the CM Punk co- uh, congratulations tour. This is the congratulations, you're back in WWE tour, you know? But once January 1st hits, actually January 1st is a Monday. So once January 1st hits, once we're on the, we're on the actual road to the Royal Rumble and on the road to WrestleMania, I think that's when we're going to start to see all of these people come out and challenge him or uh, confront him on air. In WWE fashion, you know, we're not we're not going to be hearing people backstage confronting him. We're going to be we're going to we're going to see it on WWE television unfold. I wouldn't even put him in a match until Royal Rumble. Yeah, just keep him out of the ring. I mean, I would put him on TV and put him in like some promo segments or something like yeah. you just said with some other superstars. But I wouldn't. I would make his official debut match at the Rumble, whether it's in a match or in the Rumble match itself. Yeah, I mean. Like he even said it on on uh, on in his promo that uh, uh, when he mentioned commentary, put him on commentary, have him be a commentator for a month, just kind of like surveying the landscape of WWE of Monday Night Raw, like just have him pop up on SmackDown for a couple of commentary gigs, have him pop up on Raw for a couple of commentary gigs, have him commentate during a Seth Rollins match. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> boom, just just a little. Just a little back and forth looks. Like you don't even they don't even have to do anything. They don't have to touch. They don't have to have a actual promo together. You know, just the little looks, the little glances while Seth Rollins is taking care of uh, Drew McIntyre and that thing that's uh growing, you know. Like the fans already know what's about to happen. Yeah. If you if you go back and watch Seth Rollins promo, CM Punk's uh CM Punk chance started right away. Yeah. And if you watch CM Punk's promo, you can kind of hear it. It's not as loud, but you can hear people starting to sing Seth Rollins' uh, yeah. theme during his promo as well. So everybody, we all know what's coming. Yeah, we all know what's coming. And uh, it's that is how you do real-life animosity, real-life heat with each other. Like, we already know that Seth has issues with CM Punk. CM Punk probably really, realistically, doesn't have issues with Seth. I think it's more Seth has issues with punk and we know that. And now we're anticipating what, what's going to happen between them. And it just goes back to the mishandling of AEW and the buck situation where it's like, yo, you guys had a lot of money you could have made on this one feud. Like realistically, that's what people wanted. Like whenever CM Punk came back from his, uh, so suspension slash injury <laughs> the first time people were clamoring for a, a Bucks CM Punk feud and or the elite and CM Punk with probably FTR feud and the money they could have made the 
the the the headlines they could have made with that feud. Wasted opportunity and Triple H and WWE, they wasted no time. They're like, hey, Seth, you don't like punk? Punk doesn't care that much about you. <laughs> let's do this. Let's make a let's let's keep let's make a program right here. Like let's 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 put beef aside. <laughs> let's squash the beef and uh <laughs> and, and go forward and do business. Yeah, and exactly exact exactly do business and uh like Seth Rollins isn't gonna this is a potential WrestleMania, this is a main event match. Yeah. You think Seth Rollins is gonna turn that down? Like oh. he's gonna be like, dude, we might I might not like you, but this is gonna be good for the both of us. I'm gonna get my main event match. You're finally gonna get your main event match. Boom, we're both winners. Let's do this. Like and that's the thing too, it's like people are already trying to find a negative thing about that is like well, Becky and Rhea. What if that was the main event for night one? And it's like, uh, no one cares. And by no one cares, I mean, w- you lead with your best story. What's, what, what's, what's going to be the best story, the best angle going in? Is it going to be Rhea and Becky, or is it going to be Punk and Seth? Punk and Seth. It hasn't, Punk even and really, Seth. hasn't really even, like, it's somewhat started, but they haven't even officially met yeah. on live television yet. And, every, and story trumps whatever dream match you have with, with Rhea and Becky. I'm sorry, but it's like, I forgot who said it. I'm not sure if it was like on Busted Open or maybe some other podcast I was listening to. But like, but like the, the best story trumps anything else, and that's the main event. That should be the main event. And like, I'm sorry, but right now, like you said, we don't even know what Becky's doing right now. We don't know what Rhea's doing. It hasn't even been hinted, really. Like, realistically, it hasn't even been hinted. The thing we, that has been hinted, Punk and Seth. Well, it seems like the women's division is kind of in a uh, a lull right now anyway. Yeah. Like, you can't even really predict what either of the matches are going to be for the women at WrestleMania. I think, I think Becky and Rhea is the most predictable one. But I think also, if... That was going to be your main event before Punk signed. Have that be the first match of the night. Because everybody knows it's the first match of the night and the last match of the night. That those are like the two biggest spots. Um, or like right in the middle. Like right where like that sweet middle spot. But you never want to be the in-betweens of, of those three matches. The middle, the uh, first, and the last. Um, well, it was just like last year. What was the best story going on last year? It was the bloodline. It was the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Yeah. And then Roman and Cody. So those were the rightful main events last year. I agree. And uh, <clears throat> I don't think – when was the last time the women main evented? Um, I think, wasn't it – 21? Was it Bianca and, and Sasha? Sasha? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, was... the year after that was Brock and Roman. Yeah. And uh, – Stone Cold and Kevin Owens was the yeah. first night. And then um, <clears throat> before that, it was Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky – <clears throat> yeah and realistically without ronda i don't think that would have been the main event match like you need ronda for that one uh so again like is it wwe's fault that they're not uh they don't have better women's stories possibly but at the same time you know uh you gotta build up stars in the women's division because right now it's always going to be the same crop of women that we're always complaining about that are always in that in that main event spot and everybody else is kind of you know 
not even a factor, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure there'll be, like, some kind of weird battle royal for all the women who aren't, you know, that, that, that don't have a match on WrestleMania, like an official match. It'll just be, like, a little battle royal for for those who, uh, you know, couldn't make the cut, you know, and get a singles or a tag match or something. Also, this is going to be the first WrestleMania with this new version of the World Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> so if you really want to make that title as important as it should be, then you go with this story with Punk and Seth, and you make it the main event. Yeah, good point. You're, you're, you're just bringing out facts at this point, Tim. I know. Nothing but facts. Facts of life. Facts of life, bro. Um, and I think, to me also, another interesting thing that came up this week with CM Punk was that Brian Danielson <laughs> was on a disciplinary oh, committee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that uh, voted to, to, to fire Punk. And and I find it odd that of, of all the weeks to confirm this, because apparently um, Sean Ross Sapp said that he, he had known about this for months, but it wasn't confirmed. So he didn't, he didn't you know, announce it or release it. But then this, uh, this week, it was confirmed. And so he releases the... the, the the gossip, that's what it is at this point. It's just gossip. Like, do we need to know that? We don't. Like, it really doesn't do anything for us to know that information. Um, it does, however, create a divide within WWE fans and AEW fans and Punk fans and Brian Danielson fans. And to me, it feels more like um, like cover fire for Tony Khan. Like, get the, get the heat off of Tony and put it on Brian for now. You know, and also it's like, dude, you can't make your you can't make up your own decisions. Like, did Vince McMahon like for all of Vince McMahon's faults, did Vince McMahon have like a like a firing committee? No, sure he maybe cowardly sent like John Laurinaitis to to fire people. You know, but at the same time, you know that decision came from the top. You know, there wasn't a committee of like, so guys, what are we gonna do? Like, no, it was. Vince McMahon thought, okay, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. All right, John, go tell them. <laughs> you know, I mean, in the scheme of things, CM Punk probably wanted this. Like Brian, as far as Brian Danielson being on the committee or whatever, if you know if he was involved in saying, hey, yeah, we need we need to let him go, he was probably he was doing Punk a favor. Yeah, he did him a favor at that point. Yeah, like, like from all of the reports, and by all the reports, I mean two reports. It's and I think uh, Brian Danielson he did an interview and they asked him about it. From what it sounds like to me is like he he just gave a suggestion like like if he really is this much of an issue, fire him. You know like and they did they fired him. And honestly, when you think about it and you said it, this is going to go down as the best decision that anyone could have made for CM Punk because he. Literally looked miserable that last month in AEW. Just like, you know, it just, it, it, he looked miserable. He didn't look healthy. Um, he looked miserable when he came back, like yeah. on collision. Yeah. He, he, he just didn't look like he was himself. And like, and you can tell, you can physically tell when CM Punk does not look healthy or, or happy. Like I, I was just watching the the last promo he cut on Monday Night Raw in 2014. The dude is so pale, like he looks sick. Like he looks like he's about to puke. Like 
And so, like, you can you could just tell from his face. Like, you, like, if you're a punk fan, you just know it from looking at him when he's over something, when he's over it. And he was, I think, yeah, like, if anything, he was ready to go. He wanted his release. Like, he, like before he came back to Collision, there was the rumor that he was asking for his release, you know, and Tony Khan was like, no. And so, again, this is the conspiracy theorists uh, out there that are like, Punk got himself fired on purpose. And to a degree, uh, I could see that, you know? Like, if, if Tony Khan isn't going to release me from my deal, what can I do to get fired? Make him fear for his own fucking life. <laughs> I've also been seeing, like, memes and jokes saying like there's it's like an image of jack perry and like it's the meme the caption reads we need to give this man his flowers for giving us <laughs> probably the most <laughs> monumental uh moment in wrestling history <laughs> sending cm punk back to wwe yeah like it was you know like the yeah like conspiracy theorist in me would say yes punk probably got himself fired but also maybe like it was like it was just a happenstance of like Jack Perry's just saying what he said and, and CM Punk being over it that he's like, I think in his mind, he's like, fuck it. Like at this point, like people are going to say what they're going to say about me either way. So I might as well just, you know, punch this kid out, (laughs) you know, like it was, you know, it was just to me, it was, uh, when we, when we look back at this moment in history, uh, you know, and uh, and and like when 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 Daniel Bryan, aka Brian Danielson, the, whenever he passes away in fifty years, and and they're doing their eulogies, the, one of the, somebody's gonna go up there and be like, you know, this man did a lot of great things in wrestling, <laughs> but the one great thing he did was bring CM Punk back to WWE. <laughs> all the yes chants. All the yes chants are gonna start in the funeral home. You know. They're gonna yes chant all the way to the grave. And CM Punk's gonna be there, just standing over his casket with his t- with a tear in his eye, saying, <laughs> "One single tear." Thank you, thank you. He's gonna be thanking him. <laughs> I owe this to you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's like um, but I, I, it's funny because um, I'm on Twitter and just seeing uh, the reaction to this news coming out, a lot of people are kind of like suspicious of the timing of this information leaking. One of those people being Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson, <laughs> who you may have seen in like a couple Star Wars shows and like I think he was in the latest Godzilla movie, whatever. Apparently he's a huge wrestling fan because he's been going back and forth with Sean Rossap. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like he's like it's kind of weird that this information leaks this week. And he's just questioning like any good person and any sane and, and logical person's like, yeah, it's kind of weird that this is the week that this happens. Like, it didn't happen a month ago. It didn't happen a month after CM Punk left. It happens the, the week, the day that he comes back to Monday Night Raw. Like, it, that's the day, you know? And, I, yeah, like, I always find that suspicious when things leak perfectly, you know? And I don't know. It's just, like I said, I don't, I don't like people that, you know, like again, who needed to know that? Like, so why are you? So why report something that realistically doesn't need to be known? Yeah, I mean, who cares? Like, nobody really needs to know who was involved in firing CM Punk. Like, it, it's done. It's over with. Um, 
I will say, I think you just said this a moment ago, but this is the healthiest I've seen him look probably since he initially came back uh, to wrestling when he made his debut on Rampage. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him look better. And so, yeah, I'm just... When I'm going back to his promo for a second, too, like, what made me laugh was he was talking about how he was home and this... uh, what else did he say that really got me? Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Let me see. Um, I'm trying to find the transcript um, so I can read it out. Let me see. Da-da-da-da. Here we go. Hopefully this is... <clears throat> uh, keep going. I'm going to... Well, he said he was home, and I just kind of <laughs> laughed. and Because uh, if you go back and watch his rampage promo he was talking about how this place made him like sick spiritually emotionally physically and it's just funny to me like comparing the two promos because he's kind of contradicting himself in this promo on monday night raw from what he said in AEW, and it's just it's just good character work in my opinion because if you listen to that crowd he was kind of like he got that initial pop when he came out, yeah. but like during his promo, especially after he had said that he's changed, like you could hear some <clears throat> like some boo, some boos in there. Like he was kind of getting some mixed reactions during I, that promo. I also think Nashville just sucks as a <laughs> as a wrestling city. Like it was just a terrible like that's what that's the one thing I know. Like because I wasn't doing anything on Monday, and I actually was able to sit down and watch it from 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 beginning to end. That crowd just sucked. I mean, they were they were pretty hot for Randy. I thought. Yeah, they're pretty hot, and then it got quiet. I feel like they it, it wasn't the greatest crowd, you know. Like it, it just was a shitty crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, they Nash- were... Nashville's known to be shitty crowds anyway. So that was the end of the night. They had been sitting there all night, so that probably could have been <clears> something <throat> to do with it, also. But here, here is the here's the transcript of CM Punk's promo, and I'll read it. I'll do my best Phil impression. <laughs> <clears throat> Looks like hell froze over. And when I mean hell froze over, this is me standing in a WWE ring on Monday Night Raw with a live microphone in my hand. I don't mean the fact that apparently a Blackhawks fan is universally loved inside the Predator's yard. Okay, sorry. I had to. (laughs) You guys know that, right? I got to be me, right? And lately, I've been feeling a little bit more like myself since Saturday, which is which was a career highlight for me. I'm trying to come up with the words and the language to explain to all of you exactly how I feel. I've come to two words. I'm afraid to say them honestly. It's not because they're not true. It's because of how true they actually are. It's a little bit corny and a little bit cheesy and not very CM Punk, but I've changed. An American dream once taught me as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong because it is the truth, and this is the truth. I'm home. I've come back to this familiar place, and I didn't know how I was going to react or how it would go, but it makes me feel like my old self because this is where I belong. This is home, and I've been gone for 10 years. For over 10 years, you people never forgot me. Maybe when I wanted to forget me, That is powerful. You are powerful. Countless countries, arenas all over the world, the people watching at home and watching in the arenas never stop chanting my name. The voiceless found their voice, and I can never be so proud of you, and that is why I am back. 
I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. And I wish I never had to leave. But once upon a time, a wise man told me for me to get everything I need to get out of this place, I need to leave and come back. I hate to say the wise man was right, but that is why I'm back to get everything I need from this place. I'm back for you because you are home. Saturday night was an amazing moment. Monday night is an amazing moment. I can't describe how I feel to you, but it's been nothing but love, nothing but hugs. It feels like a family reunion. Everybody back there is happy to see me. It's all smiles. A few people kiss me on the mouth. We've, uh, it's welcome back. Welcome home. We've missed you. How's AJ? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you AJ is fabulous and sends her regards. Everyone has welcomed me back with open arms. Well, almost everybody. Some people are afraid. They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of what they don't understand, but I understand. Everything I ever wanted has always been here. The competition week in and week out to be the best in the world, but the best in the world hasn't been here for almost 10 years. I understand being afraid. They're afraid that I just set the bar to an unattainable level. They're afraid the brass ring is in my back pocket and they can't grab it. They're afraid the most dangerous and controversial feared man in the industry just walked through the front door and there is nothing they can do about it. Some people are afraid that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they have to come to terms with their, be- with their best efforts being the best in the world in this ring, on this microphone, even on commentary, isn't just false, but it's a lie. Because the best in the world is back, and the best in the world is staying, standing in the middle of the ring, live and in living color in Tennessee, and his name is C.M. Punk. So that was the one part of that promo that made me laugh was that he was starting to feel like his old self again because the last time he was there, he was sick and hurt. So I was, I was like wondering, well, when was the last time before that you felt yourself in WWE? And I couldn't think of when, like, you know, maybe 2012 when he was in his championship run. But, uh, but yeah, man, just that just felt like a heel promo to me. And I feel like it's not going to be long before they – go in that direction and turn him heel yeah i think um there's a lot in that promo just just from reading it man i didn't i didn't think that he said that much but when you read it to yourself and you read it out loud he said a lot and there's a lot in there that you can dissect and be like oh this is this is cm punk the character oh this is phil this is cm punk this is phil and the part where he's like uh I'm back here to get everything from this company. That's Phil. Um, when he said, uh, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. That's Phil. When, um, let me go back. When he said something about like um, people are afraid, I think that's a little bit of Phil right there saying like, look, like just from, just from looking at the numbers, you can't, the numbers don't lie from, from last Saturday. Like if you can make that much of an impact coming back, then you don't you don't have anything to worry about. But we all know nobody has gotten any even close to, to the amount of numbers that CM Punk got on that run return. That one video has over thirty million now. So I, at this point, across all platforms, he has he must have by now at least over one hundred million views 
on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those platforms. And when you're looking, when you're CM Punk, you're looking at Seth, you're looking at Roman, you're looking at Cody, you're looking at all these other guys who who call themselves the best in the world, who and you're you're going, all right, you say you're the best in the world, but from what it looks like is I'm the best in the world because look at look at what I just did. I'm the I'm the number one uh, most viewed thing in WWE history. It's like, tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people out there realize what good shit we're in for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is some good shit. <laughs> people keep criticizing it, and they're kind of like either 50-50 on Punk coming back or they just they they don't like it at all. Like just sit back, enjoy the ride and watch where this goes because I guarantee you the stories that are about to be told are going to be some top-notch stories. Man, enjoy I, the chaos. <laughs> enjoy the fucking chaos, guys. Enjoy it, man, because it is like you said, like like we're in for some good shit and if you thought WWE storytelling was good these past this past year and a half, now that they got CM Punk, get ready for fucking... If we were watching the Marvel movies, if, if, if Roman versus Cody and all that was Marvel, then, then CM Punk versus Seth, CM Punk versus Roman, that's the Godfather. That's, that's cinema right there. That's, that's the real shit. I was, I'm, I'm already excited for him and Seth. And now I'm even looking past that to him and Roman. With the story that's going to be t- the story they're going to tell with Paul Heyman in the mix. Yep. Oh my God. And he's going to be on SmackDown next week. Who knows next if they're going to have a confrontation or not? I'm sure oh, Paul will probably be there. He's always there. But yeah, Roman Reigns doesn't come back till the following Friday. So who knows if Punk will be there for that? But it's it's interesting that the most viewed Survivor Series of all time didn't have Roman. It's interesting that the most viral moment in WWE history doesn't have Roman, doesn't have Seth, doesn't have all these guys, you know, who are, you know, are foaming at the mouth to, to verbally take down CM Punk or try to at least, because we all know CM Punk, if when he, when he's on, he's on. And if you get a jab at him, it's because he let you like, are there, if there's anybody who can go toe to toe with him, like, are there anybody anybody off the top of your head that you think could have a pretty good battle with him on the mic? On the mic, there's only one person, and you're gonna you're gonna call me crazy, but the only person I believe that's in the WWE right now that could go toe to toe with him, The Miz. Nobody else. I'm sorry, Roman. I'm sorry, Seth. Parts of me don't believe Seth when he cuts a promo. Parts of me don't believe Roman when he cuts a promo sometimes. And if there's somebody that if, if Roman got in the ring with CM Punk right now and they did a battle, they did a promo battle right now, you would think you're watching John Cena and Roman Reigns from that one Raw. <laughs> like, CM Punk has the ability to make Roman Reigns look that goofy the way John Cena made Roman Reigns look that goofy all those years ago. There's a good possibility that, you know... It might actually create some more heat <laughs> with Punk whenever they do have that promo, because it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be, it's gonna be ooh ah oh no you did it like it's gonna be a lot of like you know 
it's going to be a lot of reactions. Yeah. And I think I think the only person right now that could probably go toe-to-toe with Punk is The Miz. Miz can go toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe with anybody. Um, I think I think Seth would do all right just because there is well, seems to be legit heat between the two. And Seth, I'm sure, has a lot of ammo and built-up like frustrations that he wants to come out and uh, unload on Punk. Roman, that I feel like that would probably be more of a, a battle between Punk and Heyman on the mic. Because Heyman could step in and, you know, easily go up against Punk. But yeah, there's not really a whole lot of people on the roster. Not saying that they're bad, but Punk's on another level. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, there's nobody else in WWE besides, I think, The Miz that can actually, you know, when when you give them a live microphone and they're and it's go time, I think CM Punk and the Miz are the two guys. Like Miz made Daniel Bryan look like an asshole on Talking Smack <laughs> that one episode. Like if the Miz can make Daniel Bryan look like an asshole, then it's like what what can he do? So it's like I think it's the Miz and CM Punk, which is funny, which is hilarious because of you know CM Punk's issues with with Miz in the past. Like I just think it's ironic. Dude, I'd like to see that. You know, <laughs> that'd be a good feud. But um, that'd be a good feud too. Like that'd be another like like if you don't like if you're not thinking about it, you don't know. But CM Punk and Miz would be an, an interesting feud because it really wouldn't be about the wrestling. It'd be about the 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 psychology and the 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 what's it what's it called the ideologies between the two. You know, and that would be an interesting feud, even if it was just a one off. Mm. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's something that they'll kind of uh, tease at the Rumble. I mean, look, CM Punk in the Rumble, you can tease a lot of things in there. There's a lot of people in there that you can tease. You can tease Kofi and Punk. You can tease Miz and Punk. You can tease Cody and Punk. You can tease uh, Randy and Punk. You can so many things you can tease. So Punk, many. Punk eliminates Cody. Takes. A- <laughs> You can you can you can tease Dominic and Punk, you know. The final two. That's the final two in the Rumble. <laughs> Dominic and Mysterio, yeah. and CM Punk. Look, like even CM Punk tweeted or uh, it, like uh, shared a photo on his uh, Instagram stories of when uh, he confronted Ray, the Ray, the Mysterio family, and I, I I remember just typing and and uh, replying to it, going, "Now that's long term storybook. <laughs> that's long term booking right there." Punk and AJ, Punk and Finn. You know, um, just basically anybody, really. There's a lot. It doesn't seem like it, but there's a lot of people that he can work with. And I think, the, the, I mean, the, the interesting thing about it is that Punk is at a level now where you got to be careful of who you put him up with. So, like, any of the top guys, you don't have to worry about it. Like, they're okay. But if you put him in there with somebody new, Got to be careful because he's so good. He might accidentally bury them or he might accidentally like make them look, you know, not ready. What do you think about L.A. Knight? <sighs> if I had to say. Could he swim with the big shark? I love I love L.A. Knight, but I think CM Punk would devour L.A. Knight. I'm sure L.A. Knight would get a couple jabs here and there, you know, a couple left hooks. But uh I think CM Punk could withstand that and come out on top. So yeah. it's it's a it's a dangerous thing when CM Punk has a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 
Although I will give LA Knight credit, he did, you know, stand toe to toe with the Miz. He did. So there's a couple fumb- there's a couple of uh, hiccups there in, in his promos, a little yeah. fumbles there here and there, but but he went toe to toe. Like that's the cl- like if you were to if you were to give a like a, how ready are you for CM Punk? You got to go through the Miz first. If you can if you can withstand the 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 onslaught, the verbal onslaught from the Miz, then you 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 can probably survive CM Punk. Yeah. You know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward, but um you know, it's I don't know. I think right now it's the perfect time to be a WWE fan. Like like I just want to get to January now. I want to get to January. I want to get to the Rumble, you know. I want to get to picking the numbers again. Oh yeah. You know, like I think the past couple of years we've done the like odds and evens, but I think this time, hopefully, we'll be in the same place to to watch it. So we'll just, you know, we can do the picking of the numbers from a hat just to see. But um, I'm excited, dude. This is the, this is the most excited I've been. I'm yeah. I uh, I can kind of. I don't know if you can, but like even right now, you can kind of predict what the WrestleMania card might look like at this point. Yeah. Um. Right now, I would say Punk and Rollins, and then Seth or um, Roman and Cody. Roman, and unless Cody. they get The Rock, but I doubt I it at know. this point. They probably, honestly, you don't need him now. Yeah, you don't need him <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like he's out. Like if like if I were WWE, I'd be like, sorry, Rock, but no, nah, no, nah, you're out. <laughs> we don't need you. Um, and we never did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Um, do you think it's a coincidence that they brought Punk back right before possibly the biggest WrestleMania of all time? Is it a coincidence? Perhaps, but is it destiny? It, does it feel like fate? I kind of feel like it does feel like destiny. It does feel like fate. Like, like this WrestleMania has the potential to be one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. And I was listening to Busted Open, and I was listening to Bully Ray, and he was saying that WrestleMania 17 is considered one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. And I've watched WrestleMania 17 from the TLC matches, the ladder match. Like, just, he's got a point. And the reason why I love listening to Busted Open is because it's, it's A, it's a bunch of professionals who've actually been in the ring. And B, like, they give their honest take, whether you like it or not. And I believe that WrestleMania 40 will go down for the foreseeable future as one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Mm. Like, if WrestleMania 1 was the, was the entry point and WrestleMania 17 is, like, the highest, is the standard, WrestleMania 40... That's going to be the one that people are going to be talking about for for the foreseeable future. Like after WrestleMania 40, people are going to be trying to attain that that same status, that same one of like like you guys remember WrestleMania 40? Remember when Seth and Punk, mm. Roman and Cody, like Rhea and Becky, uh, Charlotte, Bianca and Io or whoever, uh, perhaps Sasha Banks comes back? Like we don't know. Dude, like, I can't wait. Like also, um, like. WrestleMania 30 was probably the last big WrestleMania. Like there were some good WrestleManias in between 30 and this uh, and 40 coming up. Yeah. But like the last WrestleMania that really stands out to me was 30. Yeah. You had the you had Taker Streak. You had the Yes uh, movement. Daniel Bryan went in the main event. Yeah. They're gonna top all of that. 
this this year. Yeah, at forty, I, I guarantee it. And I mean, there's a lot. Like, there's Cody. Okay, so we have Seth and Punk, Cody and Roman. There's the possibility possibility of uh, Jimmy and Jay, which is that's kind of what it's looking like. It's gonna start to rear its head again for WrestleMania because I think they said that that's like their, one of their dream matches is to face each other at a WrestleMania. Um, there's the potential of John Cena coming back to avenge his loss to Solo, and uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think who else. Like uh, say we said Becky and Rhea, which I'm sure will be good. Um, uh, perhaps Sasha Banks comes back in time for WrestleMania. To help out Bailey, you know mm-hmm. Charlotte, the the four horsewomen. Who else is in that? Well, Becky was what. So Becky, yeah. But if it's damage control, it's it's Io, Oscar, and Kyrie. So you only need the three of yeah. the four, you know. Um, but and then if yeah, if you're bringing Punk back, I mean, I kind of don't see him in any other match other than the main event. Like I know it's kind of a lot of people might think, well, man, it's too soon. You know, they just brought him back, and you're going to throw him into the main event. Like, where else would you put him, you know? Yeah. Like, you got a match right there with Seth. Like, if you're bringing him back, and people are already this height for it, you got to put him in the, you gotta put him in that spot. Like, it's not about, it's not about earned or deserved. It's about, it's about what's best for business. And Seth and, and Punk in the main event, that's kind of going to be the story. And, like, people can be pissy about it, you know, from, like, fans to even the wrestlers who are, like, who, you know, whenever, every now and then you'll get somebody be, like, pissed off that, you know, they're not in the main event. Well, is your story better than Roman and Cody? Is your story better than Seth and Punk? Because if it's not, then you're, you don't deserve to be in the main event. You, didn't, you haven't earned to be in the main event. It's, it's, it's all about the story, man. Yeah, and that match can only take place at WrestleMania. I know there's been rumors that, oh, they might put it, at the Rumble, but I think that's way too soon. Yeah, that's let way just, too soon. Just you know, let it let it play out for months. Make let it cook. Huge, let it cook, boys. You know. Um, yeah, dude, I'm so excited. Like that's the one match, Punk and Rollins that I, I really want to see. Yeah, I mean, there's been the there's been the rumored like CM Punk and Steve Austin. Like, is that a dream match? Yes, but do we need to see it at WrestleMania? No. Not yet. Not yet. I, Give it a year. Let Punk get his footing back in the ring and give Steve another year to, you know, if, if they know ahead of time that this match is going to happen, let Steve train and, yeah. you know, let him prepare for, because that's a huge story too. Yeah, because it's four, four months notice for that. That's not enough time. Like yeah. he needs, he needs all the time he needs to like get ready. And, and I don't like, think, I don't think he would want to come back for, a very short notice match like yeah you know punk just came back he's he's not i'm not saying that the match wouldn't be good but punk would have to carry that match yeah so with punk and rollins though like that could it'd be an actual match yeah um and i mean before punk like i honestly don't know where i saw seth in mania like in the mania picture you know did you see him as champion though still or did you um before punk no i didn't see him as champion uh, by that point, I thought for sure Drew or maybe Damian Priest. But then also, I didn't see the like if Damian Priest had it or if Drew had it, I didn't see that title in the main event. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if Damian had it. No offense to Damian. Yeah. But 
you got to give that title some more credibility. Yeah. You got to, you know, it's, it, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do with that title. Like, it's, you know, like if they had put it on Drew, I would have believed it more. But they didn't. They decided not to. And, like, right now, Drew's, I feel like Drew is doing some of the best work he's been doing since he came back. Like, the, I feel like this is the storyline. Like, Babyface Drew going up into going up into that WrestleMania with Brock, perfect. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the pandemic happened, so that's just unfortunate. But I think since then, I think this is the storyline that has. It's a it's an interesting storyline because, to a certain degree, is Drew lying? Like, Jey Uso didn't apologize to him personally, um, and like it's just. You you feel for Drew, and so it's like, oh fuck! Like he's got a compelling reason for why he should be world champion, for why he should at least have a world title match. It's like this is some of the best Drew shit I've seen in forever, you know. And they still could put the title on him before Mania. Like yeah. if they do a rematch with Seth and Drew, like the Rumble, <clears throat> they could finally pull the trigger. Because honestly, if they do that again, like Drew can't lose again, so they could just do Punk and Rollins without a title. Doesn't necessarily need a title, but I just yeah I feel for Drew like like you said like I'm ready for him to be champion again. Yeah, it's. But then you got Damien in the shadows with the briefcase. He's <laughs> waiting in the shadows. <laughs> that, those Judgment Day shadows. Oh man, I think um, man, it's just. Like I don't know how we're gonna get to WrestleMania, but I, I just know that this year's WrestleMania is gonna be special. If there, I know we've been talking about it, but if there's even a possibility to just go for like one one night, and if the the hints are there for Punk and Rollins as one of the main events, like I would go just just for that, just to see Punk again in the main event where he belongs. Like if we could be there to see that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some damn time, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't need to put on the pressure, man. <laughs> like, I'm already on enough pressure. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, look. It's I this is what I can say. There is a 75% chance that we will be at that WrestleMania. Whether it's for one night or both nights. That's up in the air. That's 50-50 for sure. But 75% chance we'll be at that WrestleMania. So, so that's keep, a high percentage. That's a high percentage. So keep, keep a lookout. Uh, but, um, keep a lookout for the, for the Stooges. Look for the Stooges, you know. <laughs> Where are the Stooges? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think there's a big possibility for that. So I'm, I'm excited for, for this upcoming WrestleMania. I think... Uh, there's a lot, man. There's a lot to be excited about. Logan Paul was on SmackDown. I thought he had one of his best promo battles with Kevin Owens. Like when I when I was watching it, I was like, "Holy shit!" He sounded like a wrestler. Like it wasn't. It, it didn't sound like this. Like you know, celebrity promo. It, it sounded like a legit promo. I was like, "Oh shit!" This is a really good back and forth between KO. Like I want to see KO and Logan Paul now. Like it's like you did hear that Kevin Owens got injured though, right? Is it is it a legit one or is it a 
It, it seems like it's legit. They said he he could be out for the next like four or five months, so he might, he probably will miss WrestleMania if it's if it is legit. That's what it seems like. What Damn. I've been seeing. They so he's going to be replaced in that tournament. Damn, they teased it, and I was ready for it, and now, now it's gone. <sighs> Throw LA Knight in there now. <laughs> he wasn't even in the tournament. They didn't even announce him, but yeah. he did show up at the end of. Well, because like, I think I think he's going to be mainly in the Rumble, and he's got a thing going on with the Bloodline right now. So that'll be interesting. Randy, Randy's Ooh. back. So like, where does Randy fit in the WrestleMania plans? Like, who is Randy's opponent? So. First of all, I'm glad we're finally, it looks like we're finally going to get Roman and Randy. Probably at the Rumble is my guess. That's my guess. Because Randy's really the only guy Roman hasn't beaten throughout this whole title run. So, at least on a one-on-one match. So, I'm glad we're finally going to get that. As far as Randy's opponent under Mania, see, if Cody wasn't, I don't know, if they take Cody out of the title picture, we could get Randy and Cody. We could get that feud unless they they might save that for after Mania when yeah. if Cody wins the title. So here's here's this crazy domino effect. Let's say they take Cody out of Mania, right? So Roman doesn't have an opponent, and you do Cody versus Randy. You take Punk out of the Seth and do Seth and Punk earlier, and you get Seth and Drew possibly at Mania. Roman. And Punk at WrestleMania, like there, there are so many domino effects to where that could actually be the WrestleMania lineup. And that, like, I'm not joking. This isn't me fantasy booking. This is me like there's there's a very strong possibility that it like right now everyone's talking about Seth and Punk, but can Seth and Punk sustain for four months? Or are people going to be like, we kind of want to see this at Elimination Chamber, or maybe? before mania possibly elimination chamber is there a possibility of roman and punk like and i think it was busted open it might be mark henry or i don't know who it was but like someone someone was asking what's the bigger story cody and roman or punk and roman yeah busted open yeah it was busted open and i thought about it and i was like fuck like and I think I think somebody there said exactly what I said on this podcast a couple months ago, which is Cody's story isn't Roman. It's the title. Punk's story would be Paul Heyman and Roman. And Roman actually has some kind of beef with Punk that you could use to fuel that feud up until WrestleMania. So it's like I'm not talking out of my ass when I'm saying that while we're all thinking Seth and Punk is like a done deal – there is a very strong possibility that we're all going to get hoodwinked and it's going to be Punk and Roman at WrestleMania, which could be even bigger than Seth and Punk. And I'm just thinking, holy shit, when I think of that, whenever um, Tommy Dreamer brought it up on Boston Open, I was like, oh shit. And then I had to do my mental gymnastics. I had to be like, okay, how would this work? Cody and Randy at Mania. That's what we said a couple months ago. But then what, what happens with Seth at Mania? And I was like, hmm, well, depending on who's champion, Priest or Drew, Seth could be chasing the title at Mania instead of being the world champion. And Drew defends it at Mania and wins or whatever. Who knows? But there's a strong possibility that the lineup is Randy, Cody, Drew, and Seth with the possibility of Priest and Roman and Punk. And I never thought of it. And I was like, is this plausible? 
And then I started thinking about it more and more. And then you mentioned it just right now. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, the, the pieces are there. You can shift them around. And yeah, it is a possibility. It's a strong possibility. And I think that's, that's the biggest match they could do. So that's a match that would have to be at WrestleMania or like a SummerSlam, one of the other big shows. I don't think that match is big enough without Paul Heyman, though, in the mix. Because he's got that connection with both guys. Who was the number one Paul Heyman guy before Roman came into the picture? Before, even all those years ago when he was managing Brock. Like, this could be the biggest... I'm already, like, fantasy booking it in my mind what happens in this <laughs> in this feud. This is a lot. This, this is how... This is how you turn Roman babyface. You have Heyman turn on Roman. Because Ro- Paul Heyman has been with Roman longer than any of the other Paul Heyman guys that he's managed. Yeah, three, three plus years. He's turned on Brock multiple times already. It'll be three and a half years WrestleMania. Like, that would be the biggest thing that they could do. So, I see where you're saying they could do that at WrestleMania. But I think that they need to play that out even longer. Because if they do Seth and Punk at Rumble and then do Punk and Roman at Mania, I don't know if that's enough time to build that story or not. I mean, it's January and it's April. There's plenty of time. Three, three two months is plenty of time to build. You know, if Co- They did it with Cody and Roman. They built, it, they built it from Rumble to Mania. And then there was even the added... Sami Zayn storyline going on with Roman at the time too. So it's like you can juggle a lot of these storylines. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like if Punk wins the the Rumble, I would be interested in seeing the interaction between Seth and Roman and Punk if they were all in a ring together. Mm. Oh my god. Like if Punk wins Boing. the <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> if if punk wins the rumble and then the next night on raw or whenever he has to make a decision of who he's facing and seth and roman have to be there to for him to be like okay who do i choose like that interaction alone i'd pay good money to see just that interaction that's the thing too punk winning the rumble is way more interesting than cody or anybody else at that point because cody, cody wins the rumble you know it's going to be roman right but if Punk wins the Rumble, there is a 50-50. There, there legitimately is a 50-50. Like, I know people are, and even us, we're fantasizing. We're already, we're at the start of the show, already fantasi- fantasy booking Seth and Punk. But there is a strong possibility of Punk and Roman. Like, there's only once you can, there's only one time you can do this. And unless you want to keep Roman champ for the next WrestleMania, uh, like, there's, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. That there is. Um, but then again, you could you could think about it this way. If they don't do Punk wins the Rumble, he chooses he chooses Roman. So when do we get him and Seth then? Because that's gotta be a match at some point down the line. They're just gonna hold off on that even longer, I guess. Yeah. There's a possibility they can hold on for that longer or have like a mini feud or have like a or have like a, a feud pause. Rumble happens or whatever. Who knows? Like, there's, there is the possibility of a lot of things that could interrupt Seth and Punk. 
to to, to you know, prolong it till maybe SummerSlam or something. I don't know. Like, Punk doesn't have to win the main event of WrestleMania. No. But he has to be in it. He doesn't have to win it, but he has to be in it. So, and Cody and Punk can, or no, Cody and Roman can happen at SummerSlam, which I think if Roman gets to SummerSlam, I think it'll be officially be, I'm pretty sure he has to get to SummerSlam and he officially beats Hulk Hogan's record. And once that happens, all bets are off. You can have Cody beat Roman. Yeah. Seth and Punk can be the angle of the summer. That could be the summer of Punk. <laughs> Shit. You know, so there's, dude, like, the endless possibilities. Like, it, they're all there. We, we people, are, people are pissed off about a, a Punk promo that is, could quite possibly, in that promo, he set up both Punk and Seth and Punk and Roman. In that promo, and people are losing their minds that it, it was PG or whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you're going to get the punk that you know and love. The fire is going to come while he's in the, these programs. This fire burns <laughs> always, as his old song used to say. It's, that fire is in there. You just got to give it some time. You can't expect it night one. You can't... <laughs> You can't shoot your load all in one night. I love going back to that metaphor. You can't, you, you can't blow your wad all in one night. That's, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> Punk has never been known to be a one-pump chump. Yeah. It's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Who knows what the title of the episode is going to be for promo's sake? Because I feel like everybody is like, Everybody has been bitching and moaning about the promo. I think a lot of people expected this promo to be like his AEW promo when yeah. he first came back. Because he spoke, I think his promo must have been at least 15, 20 minutes. And they yeah. gave him a lot of time. Um, but yeah, like like I said earlier, after watching it a few times, like I, I understood why it was done the way it was done. Yeah, it was strategic. And for all those people out there who are bitching and moaning and complaining, and like they're, they're, they're screaming to the heavens. WWE has fumbled CM Punk's return. It's like, no, they didn't. They they were coy about it. They were coy about what their plans are with CM Punk. You don't know if he's going to be face. You don't know if he's going to be heel. You don't know which way or direction he's going to go. But he, he said enough to where the breadcrumbs have been laid. And they can each they each lead to different people. He even he even sprinkled a little bit of American Dream in there for for Cody down the line. You know, there's a little bit of that there that people aren't picking up. Like mm-hmm. people are, are are so quick to overlook all of the things that he said to just you know drum it up to just PG Punk. And while it's I feel like it is really easy to do a pipe bomb, it is really hard to do a promo where you say a lot and it feels like nothing. But when you look in, when you look in between the lines, when you read between the lines, when you read each word and like, like I did earlier, like when I read that promo, everything felt intentional. It wasn't just a, I'm saying this because I'm punk and I'm mad or I'm punk and I'm back. This is, this felt like it was part scripted part from the heart. And I think, I think it did its job because guess what? 
People are still talking about it. People will continue to talk about it until he opens his mouth on SmackDown, you know? Which I don't know if, he, if he's going to be on Raw or not, but if he's on SmackDown next week, I'm assuming that he's not going to be on Raw. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm interested to see, what his schedule looks like going forward. Because he might, he might have, like, a, a limited amount of dates. Yeah. Um, so, which, honestly, is probably a good thing, in my opinion. Like, like I wouldn't mind seeing him every week, but if he's got that type of, like, Brock schedule, or even now, nowadays, Roman schedule, where he's kind of limited, yeah, it makes it more special. So, I, I mean, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean... At least up until WrestleMania season, where we start seeing him more frequently. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, uh, like I feel like, in order to keep him special, he can't be there every week. There has to be a little bit of that aura of like, when's he? When we, when's the next time we're seeing Punk? Is it going to be in a week? Or, is it going to be in a week or in two weeks? So I think keeping him, you know coming in and out until he officially starts a program with somebody, I think that's the way to go. If you want to do him do commentary, I feel like that would be the way to go. Have him do commentary. Plant the seeds even more with him, like you said, doing commentary for a Seth match or a Roman match. or like, like I would laugh my ass off if he was doing commentary with Corey Graves. Oh, my God. At a PLE, you know? Take even more risks, WWE. You know, it's... There's there's a strong possibility for that. And so I think um, there's a lot you can do with Punk that's not physical, that would still drum up a lot of buzz, and that still moves the story forward. So I think, oh, man, I think WWE right now, their, their business has just picked up. That's, you know, that's a saying that people say, but this is true for WWE right now. Business has just picked up. It really has. It's just... Uh, it can't get any better. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who knows? Like Sasha, maybe. Like if she comes back. Like if if Punk and and WWE can make amends. Anybody can. Anybody can. <laughs> you know. At the, at this point, yeah. Like if Punk and WWE can make amends, anybody can. The same company that fired him on his wedding day. Same. The same one. You know. And even, and that's the th- that's the funny thing too is that like um. People in that promo are like, he's a hypocrite. And I think we talked about it before Monday Night Raw when we did the... when I, Like, I predicted. What did I say? I predicted that people were going to call him a hypocrite on this podcast. We recorded on Sunday. He did the promo Monday. And then after Monday, everybody's calling him a hypocrite. And Ultimate Warrior came back. Bruno San Martino came back. Brett fucking Hart. Bret Hart, the Montreal screw job. His brother died in the WWE doing something. I think it was the zip line. Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody, if anybody wasn't going to come back, it was Bret Hart. And he did. Where are the hypocrites? Where are the hypocrite chants for Bret Hart? They're not there. People are very selective of who they want to hate on for, for whatever reason when it comes to WWE and, and those broken relationships. I think there's somebody else. Um, did you say Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior. I said that. I said Bruno San Martino. I said Bret Hart. I feel like there's somebody I mean, you else. you kind of count. Uh, I mean, Steve Austin walked out at one point. Steve Austin walked out at one point. Like, people, like, pe- people forget. People have walked out. 
Like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar literally walked out of the company after their WrestleMania match. Like it's like people have a short-term memory or something, or they have a selective memory. And it, it, at the end of the day, what, what Triple H said in the press conference, people come back home, you know? And what do you do at home with family? You fight, you say some shit, and sometimes someone's got to be the bigger man and, and say, hey, look, I'm sorry. In this case, I don't know who said that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was a even like, hey, Triple H probably was on the phone with Punk for forever, however long they were on the phone. They're like, look, WWE is not the same company it was that it was whenever you left. We've made some changes. A lot of those changes are because of what you did and what you said on that podcast, that we had to make those decisions. Otherwise, because again, Punk put a, put a, a spotlight on the WWE medical staff at that point that they had to change. So you can thank Punk for that. Yeah. Whereas there should be a line out Punk's locker room. Mm-hmm. Hey, Punk, thank you so much. I'm injured. I don't have to wrestle. Thank you. And I get paid. Or, oh, hey, Punk, thank you so much for your contribution to this company because now I can take time off. Couldn't do that when you were here, right? But because of you, I can. Right. You know? So there's a lot of things. And then... um. Whoa, whoa, fuck, I was, I was on a roll. I forgot something. Hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. Uh, yeah, it's like um, everyone's a hypocrite, like I said. It, and Punk coming back doesn't change anything. If anything, it proves, again, that fences can be mended and people are going to move forward because it's business. It's all about business, man. At the end of the day, it's a business. Also... Also, because this needs to be said, Tony Khan threw shade at WWE and Vince McMahon for his alleged misconduct, yet there's a dark side of the ring with Ric Flair where he had some alleged misconduct, and Tony Khan hired Ric Flair. And look, I don't know if it's true or not. Everything is alleged. I think, I think somebody said that Ric Flair um, confirmed some of those stories. So even... so. Even then, Tony Khan cannot take the moral high ground now when it comes to WWE. You know what that makes him? A hypocrite. hypocrite. <laughs> Nailed it. You know what the Stooges always say. Hypocrite. <laughs> well, that's why the WWE knew that a lot of people were going to you know, call Punk a hypocrite and think that way of him. And that's why the promo went the way it did. Like He's playing into this character i guess of being a hypocrite he's playing into the real life thoughts that people are having and whenever there whenever you can blur the lines between story and reality that's when you get some of your best shit you know like matt hardy and edge they didn't like each other when they did that program because of you know lita you know (laughs) the affair (laughs) that was some of the best shit you know so Real life shit always makes things way better. Mm. When you know there's a little bit of real hatred towards each other, a little bit of animosity, you're like, hmm, I wonder if they're pulling their punches a little bit. I wonder if this or that. Like it's, you, you start to blur the line, and that's when wrestling is at its finest, when you don't know if it's real or not. And nobody's better at bringing real life stuff into storylines than CM Punk. Yeah. Just everything that he's done in the past, the fuse with MJF and AEW, uh, Hangman Adam Page, Mox, like all that stuff. There was 
had to have been some real life tension uh, between all those guys. Yeah. So just imagine what we're going to get in WWE now. It's going to yeah. be insane. I mean, there's a lot you can do. Like, even with Seth calling Punk a hypocrite, like, you could say that Seth Rollins is a hypocrite with the character that he's become, you know? Like, you can go back all the way to, to the days of the Shield or whatever, or when he was with the authority, you know, where you could be like, hey, you were a part of the authority. You were, a, you know? You Still know? my favorite Seth Rollins character. That is my favorite Seth Rollins character. You know, it's like, uh, it's like you never pandered to the people because the people respected you. Or you he, he, there's a lot of things Punk can say. It's like, these people respected you without the pandering. Now you pander to them. And you wonder why you're not the best in the world. Mm. You know? You wonder why they chanted my name for 10 years. It's because you, you caved. You said, you, you, you know, you, you could, he, CM Punk could say the same thing about Seth. It's like, look, you caved. I was always me. Seth, how many versions of you have there been since I've been gone? There's been the shield. There's been the authority. There's been the Messiah. There's been the visionary. Like, guess what? There's only one CM Punk, and that's the best in the world. Boom. Book it. <laughs> that is the promo. Philly, 40. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, or if you're Seth Rollins, like, hey, look, you've been gone for a long time. You keep calling yourself the best in the world. I'm the one holding the title. That makes me the best in the world. Let's prove this for once and for all. Who is the best in the world? You know, that could even be that could like, like you know how they did once in a lifetime, or <laughs> yeah. the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> yeah. They could have that little graphic be like, who is the best in the world? You know, it's there's a lot, there's a lot you can do. There's a lot of meat on this bone. Mm. There's a lot of meat. Ready to start chewing. It's a lot of beef. <laughs> <laughs> It's juicy. It's juicy. You know, it's really rare. <laughs> Get that mid rare. Mm. Oh man, uh, dude, I am. I'm excited. I'm getting goosebumps. I got the gooseies. <laughs> <laughs> I got the gooseies. You know, gooseies are giving us the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I just have. I've never been this excited. <sighs> dude, yeah, I'm with you. Like even when Punk came back the first time. And it was an AW. Like, I was excited. Like, I was happy. I think I was happy. I wasn't excited. I was very happy. But this is a combination of happiness and excitement. This is, I think this is euphoria. I think this is what euphoria is. <laughs> no, I agree. Like you said, when he came back, I was, I was happy to see him back. Just being back in the wrestling world in general, I was like, because, you know, he, he kind of lost his love for it over the, the years prior. So seeing him back. But, the, you know, WWE is – this is – where he belongs. Yeah. It's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger. And look, everybody has something to say about Punk. You know, I think John Moxley said something to the effect of like, you don't want to know what I'm thinking about. But then when he also was taught, when he was, when he was asked about WWE, he's like, look, what they do is entertainment. What we do is wrestling. False. I have to 100% disagree with John Moxley. Wrestling has always been entertainment. It's always been storylines. It's always been these higher, that bigger than life characters. What they're doing is a hybrid of wrestling and sport. And you can say that, but you can't say that what you're doing is wrestling because wrestling is a lot of things. It's, a, it's weird to say that what they're doing is wrestling and what WWE is doing is entertainment. 
because wrestling is entertainment. Mm-hmm. It is. It encompasses so many things. It's not just one thing. And I know somebody said, and this is. I think this is the last thing we'll talk. We'll talk about, but. With because of CM Punk now in WWE, how much does this hurt AEW? I said not that much, but it will hurt them. People said w- AEW can't try to be WWE, that they shouldn't be sports entertainment, and that they shouldn't, um, what's the word, focus on what WWE does. I'm like, that's actually a lie. They should focus on how they're doing storytelling. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, wrestling needs storytelling to get people hooked. And like I know they have their hardcore fan base, but if you want to be a successful company, you got to bring more people in. And if you're only catering to this niche, you're never going to grow as a company. And also, just because you do some things that are kind of like WWE doesn't make you WWE. You could still do your own version of it. You could still have your own formula for it but i don't know i think i think we're in a healthy place wrestling wise with wwe for the first time in a long time and aw should focus on aw stop taking shots at wwe you're clear they've clearly lost whatever whatever they whatever run they had you know as this you know, underdog, they lost. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Moxley said about WWE is strictly entertainment, AEW is wrestling. Like, that's that's a total lie because what you're telling me is the stuff that Tony Storm's doing is not entertainment. Like, even some of the stuff that MJF does, like, it's entertainment. Like, it's both companies are doing a hybrid of both. Like, yeah. you can't sit there and say one company's doing one over the other and this company, you know, it's like, no, that doesn't make sense. It's like... It- it doesn't, it especially doesn't make sense whenever WWE does PLEs because that those shows are always just wrestling, and they always get like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, like War Games, all this. Like at the end of the day, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, those are the appetizers. The PLEs, those are the main course. That's the main course. That's what you came here for. Mm. So we're you know we're, we're you know. We're getting you ready, you know. We're gonna get you some apps, you know. Here's some onion rings. Here's some onion rings, you know. Maybe some, some maybe some buff wings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get that filet mignon. You gotta wait for that filet mignon, man. Mm-hmm. But when you get it, gotta make sure it's cooked right. Yeah, all that meat. <laughs> but but when it's cooked right and it gets to you, it's so satisfying when you cut in. Yeah, mm. WWE is just doing it perfectly right now. They're cooking, bro. They are cooking. Five stars. Five star restaurant. <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh like I don't know what else to say. Like it's Drew McIntyre's on another level right now with his storytelling. Like he he picked up some notes from Jay Uso. You know, Jay Uso's on another level. Randy's Randy. He's mm. just he's always on another level. Jacked as fuck. Jacked as fuck. Seth Rollins, he's always been operating on a on a high level, but I think with Punk, he's gonna go to an even higher level. Mm. I'm sorry, Seth. I'm a fan, but I think you needed CM Punk to crack that 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 glass ceiling. I feel like CM Punk is going to help you get to a higher level. You he, can thank him afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably thinking the same thing. Like, I'm sure guys are thinking right now around this time. Like, what am I doing at Mania? Seth probably had no idea, and now Punk's in the picture. Yeah, you can thank <laughs> Phil. 
You can th- you can thank Phil for Philadelphia. <laughs> That's why we call it Phil Adelphia. That's why we call him Philly Phil, baby. Um, Roman Reigns took him about a decade, but he got there. <laughs> Everybody's doing good shit, man. They still got LA Knight. You know, he's still looking like he's in the main event scene with the bloodline. Yep, getting involved with Randy. Um, it's just everybody's doing their own thing. Everyone's picking up. Everyone, everyone is picking up their game. Everyone's leveling up. Logan Paul, bro. Mm. Like, if you were to tell me Logan Paul would be like one of the guys in 2023, I would, I would have said no way. But after after Friday Night SmackDown, after that conversation with KO, dude, he that promo. Like, I swear to God, like when I was listening to, it, I was like, oh shit, you know, I was like, ooh, he's cooking. Mm. Oh man. Logan Paul, Kevin Owens. Logan Paul, LA Knight. Logan Paul, Randy. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be a match. Mm. Somebody said Logan Paul and Punk, and I was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. You, could do, you could do something really cool with that. And I even, I think I tweeted out, like, because Randy just did Logan Paul's podcast. You want to break the internet, Logan? You get CM Punk on your podcast. Ooh, yeah. You get Punk on your podcast, instant hit. I don't know how many I don't know how many views he gets on his podcast, but I'm sure if you got CM Punk on his podcast, the views would come in fast. Mm. Big numbers. You do big numbers. I've never actually <clears throat> like I've seen clips of his podcast. I've never actually like listened to a full episode. But I'll, I'll, gonna, yeah, I only listen to the ones with the wrestlers. I'm definitely gonna listen to the one with Randy though. You know, yeah. The one with Seth is good. The one with Edge is good. The one with Ray is good. I think he had, <laughs> I think he had Matt Riddle on. Uh, I think he had the Bellas. He had Shawn Michaels on, you know, mm. like Shawn Michaels. Even Shawn Michaels talking about CM Punk. He's like, look, I was not the most light guy back in my day. <laughs> he changed, <laughs> you know. But in about a year or two, he changed. He found God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did CM Punk find God? <laughs> Who knows? He's an atheist. So I don't think so. <laughs> Who knows? But um. But look, like it's it's nothing but CM Punk. I feel like it, until we know what his next uh, thing is, like as far as like what his program is going to be, it, it's just going to be all CM Punk news, all CM Punk talk for the next month or so. Mm. You know, until Royal Rumble season. So I'm strapping in, man. <laughs> I'm putting on my belt. I'm tighten strapping it up, in, tighten it up, because I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for 2024. Let's go for the ride. You know, if you thought twenty, if you thought twenty twenty three started with a bang, we haven't seen anything. Twenty twenty four is going to start with a bang. It is going to be the. It is the bang. (laughs) (laughs) Bang bang, (laughs) bang bang. Have a nice day. (laughs) Oh man, dude! Like, I just, I'm happy. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a happy place. Dude, wrestling is so fun. Yeah, I'm 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 even happy when I see people that are miserable that CM Punk is back. It just makes me happy. <laughs> Cuz I'm like I'm like you care that much. Like you you like you care that much that CM Punk is back in WWE and you're mad about it. I'm like I'm like Punk already won. You gave him a reaction. He's won. Yeah. You you gave you gave him what he wanted. You know, whether it like Triple H said, positive or negative reactions, he gets people talking, you know? And that's, I feel like that's what it all is ever going to be from now until whenever his contract's up. Everything he does. All these people are doing are probably going to just turn him heel in the near future. That's probably what he wants anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what's going to happen. 
It's <sighs> wrestling's so good. It's so good right now. Mm. So good, dude. We're, I think we're going to Mania. It's happening. We gotta go now, dude. I just just imagine hearing Cult of Personality live at <clears throat> fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm gonna be ecstatic. I'm gonna be jumping up like a little girl. Mm, I'm gonna be yelling. Can't wait. Philadelphia in April when it's still kind of cold. <laughs> Pack your hoodies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get two. I'm gonna get two punk hoodies. That new one looks pretty sick, though. You've yeah, seen it. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. There's the zip up, and then there's like the just like the pouch kind of one. I was gonna tag you in and be like, "Hey, I think you're due for a new jacket." Yeah. I'm always due for a new jacket. Fody. Fody, man. Fody in Philly. Philadelphia Fody. Ah, bro. To think, I turn 30 at the end of April. So a couple weeks after. So, yep. What a way. What a, what what a, a way to celebrate what 30. A, what a way to ring in the 30s. What'd you do for your 30th? I went to, I went to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. It's... Or like you said, we're gonna get some good shit. Oh man! <sighs> Wonder what Vince is thinking. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling in his grave. He's not even dead yet. He's rolling in his grave. <laughs> Let's go! Oh man, dude, this ah, I just I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> like I'm wondering, they probably would have advertised them. If yeah. he's gonna be on, they, I mean, they might advertise him tonight or you know early tomorrow, but yeah, we'll or they probably would have advertised. If they were advertising him for SmackDown, they probably would have advertised him for Raw too around the same time. But yeah, we'll see. Still. Oh, man. We'll find out. It's plenty of time. Plenty of time. Slow our boy, come. our boy's back, man. He's back, better than ever. I can't wait. We got to be there together to witness it live. <laughs> oh, man. We should have recorded our reaction. We should have done something. Oh, I know. Could have been that little montage. <laughs> well, yeah. Man. Yep. Life's good. Life is good, dude. All right, guys. This has been an extended episode of Wrestling with Stooges. Um, I think there's been a change to the program. Uh, I think in order to not feel so behind... I think we're just going to do one episode a week, Wrestling with Stooges. Wrestling Overtime, we had fun with that, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, we got to, or sometimes we're stretching sometimes when it comes to Wrestling Overtime. And we're, at that point, we're just fucking around. Um, so I think we're just going to keep it to one episode a week. And uh, that way, whenever you hear this episode, it'll be up every Monday morning, you know? And then we get to watch wrestling for a week, see what happens. And then recap the rest of the week, you know, the following week. So I think that's the way to go. I think uh, one episode, one and done. Easy easy peasy. The 1D. The 1D, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to uh, Wrestling with Stooges this week. I'm Oscar Rendon, joined by Tim Roth. As always, what do we, what do we say? What do we say? Stooges, Stooges out. out.